Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Welcome to the worst matches and pay-per-views as voted for by the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Luke Cohen, DAD, your gem, that champion. I'm joined by Chopper Pete Quinnell, who loves bad wrestling, and Adam Blompier, who also loves bad wrestling. Who loves uh, wrestling Pete in ha- general, never forget. Mm. Loves all yeah. wrestling. All wrestling. Loves making lists. Loves doing fancy <laughs> booking. <laughs> can't stop him um, no, just you try it's got oh, so many ideas meeting. for both of them oh, pete do you remember that meeting that we had where we took the suggestion was like well maybe we'll take some of the lists off adam so he doesn't have to do all of them and adam was like don't do that i want to do all of the lists give <laughs> yep. me more of them i'll That's die first <laughs> Anyway, welcome to uh, the worst wrestlers as voted for by the Wrestle Talk podcast. So, if you haven't seen any of the other episodes, the way that this has worked is that we sent out a questionnaire form to all of the on-screen talent. So that's the three of us here: Ollie, Laurie, Andy, Tempest, etc. Uh, and we also sent it out to our website writers, our wonderful moderation team, our social media manager, and the wider extended Wrestle Talk universe people who've appeared on Quizlemania, influencers, that sort of thing to get the most the best version of this list possible and this is actually the first time that we've also done a worst of list last year we did best uh, best wrestlers and best matches and pay-per-views and this year we thought we'd have the good idea because you know what youtube loves youtube loves negative nancy's sure so does you put oh you put worst on something oh dem clicks dem clicks dem clicks they all love us I mean, unless so, you go in by comments on any review of mine ever, in which case I'm just too <laughs> negative, you know. Can't be having that. <laughs> Let it play out, Pete. Was, Let it play out. One, there was that one email as well someone sent to me. There like, was. Just, I can't watch it anymore. Just can't, can't watch can't, Pete. Pete. He's terrible. Pete's, Pete's negativity. I gave can't him a chance. Anymore. He's just terrible, isn't he? It is, it is cruel to put Pete out there every week to watch NXT. <laughs> it can't be good yeah. for your psyche, Pete. You hate it so much. I'm, I'm I don't really like Smackdown either. I'll be real. <laughs> the, 
I have no raw. palate cleanser. You have AEW, Luke. I have nothing. You have Rampage. Oh, Rampage. It's only, it's only an hour, though. That's the thing. Versus four mm. hours of NXT and SmackDown. Ugh. Hey, I think it's fair. Uh, anyway, so let's dive into this list. Um, the way that the, the voting works is that people give their five nominations. The one that ranks top gets five points, second one gets four, third gets three, so on and so forth. And then I collect all of those points up and we have our list. So do we have any predictions of what will be on this list, Adam? Zombies. I... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Thanks, Pete. Pete could not be restrained. Um, <laughs> Zombies for sure, Orton, Orton, Wyatt for sure. I mm -hmm. the, so the prediction is my big prediction for this list is it's not going to appear, but it should, which is the exploding ring barbed wire death match. That match Ooh. was that match was a detriment to the company, and as such, I think belongs on the list. But I don't think people are going to put it on there because Omega and Mox, etc. Okay, Pete, what about you? It's a good call. I like that. I feel like we might see blood and guts on there, which is. I guess not necessarily fair because it was just the ending angle, but also the ending angle was really important and they kind of did it right. It was just shot wrong. So like the match itself wasn't actually bad. It was just the way they filmed it. I don't know whether we're going to see it or not, but maybe we should because it was one of the most talked about like negatively received things that AEW's done this year, as well as the exploding barbed wire death match. Uh, I can reveal that some of the matches that didn't make it into the list in terms of like got one nomination, you know, like a one pointer nomination or maybe a couple of one pointer nominations. Um, Wardlow versus Jake Hager, their MMA fight that they did. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. That. Mm. <laughs> that was the thing that happened. Oh, silly. Um, Lana versus Nia Jax from Raw. Eva Marie versus Dewdrop from Raw. I like this. The Miz versus Drew McIntyre from Elimination Chamber. You know, that angle. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Worst match of the year. Was that you, Luke, by any chance? Or was that you? <laughs> it, was not, it was not me. Uh, In fairness, versus... we probably should have we probably should have limited it to pay-per-view matches, right? Because we could do any number of matches from Raw well, or NXT for thought. any week, and they would be the worst matches in any given. Well, that's what I thought. I, and I, you know, mostly people did vote for um pay-per-view matches. There were a few TV matches that got through. So for example, the Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose versus Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Oh my God. Out, yeah. Walking out on the match, but acting like they won. That did get five points. That broke Ollie. To get it. Yeah, it did. <laughs> yeah. It really did. Like yeah. that nearly made it into the top 15, but it didn't quite get enough votes. Um, same with like Damien Priest versus Elias got four points. And I have no idea what that match was. No, couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. Um, Drew McIntyre versus Jinder Mahal from SummerSlam also made, uh, got two points. And the only reason to bring that up is because I would wager everyone forgot that happened. I was literally about to say, that match happened at SummerSlam? What are you talking about? <laughs> are you gaslighting me? I don't think that happened. Yeah, it was over a motorbike. <laughs> a... It was over a motorbike. It's a bicycle <laughs> vehicle? A motorbicycle vehicle? Slam cycle yes. vehicle. I, I, the slam, slam cycle vehicle. Yeah. The slam cycle vehicle. Uh, and Cody Rhodes versus Anthony Agogo from Double or Nothing also managed to get itself two points. Um, yeah. uh, so also uh, in the top 15, but didn't make it into the top 10, Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg from uh, SummerSlam did manage to get five nominations and eight points, which wasn't enough to push it in, as well as Alexa Bliss versus Shayna Baszler from Hell in a Cell. Also that didn't make the top points. 10? That didn't make no, the top 10? six points. Six points across four nominations. That is a huge shock. She possessed Nia Jax. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, why was that match so bad? What the hell happened? She, she oh, looked yeah. at Reginald and he just went, 
<laughs> it, oh, it, the, the dog worst. Yeah. Uh, do you know what also nearly made it into the top 10 as well? I mean, it, it actually, no, that's a lie. It didn't nearly make it into the top 10, but one person nominated it as their worst match of the year, which gave it the full five points, which I just want to stress again, means they thought it was as bad collectively as Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose versus Nia Jackson, and Shayna Baszler. Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch from Survivor Series. What? <laughs> I know, what? right? <laughs> that was a really good match. Yeah. It was the only good match on that card. It's the best match those two have had. Yeah. What? Well, yeah, probably. Let's get into the actual top 10 then, because this wasn't near, this nearly didn't make it into the top 10, but a final few votes did push it in. It got three nominations in total, making 10 points. Carrion Cross versus Jeff Hardy from Monday Night Raw, Carrion Cross's main roster debut, where he lost in about two and a half minutes to a roll up like an absolute chump, while was NXT champion. Oh. Uh, Pete, NXT's your show. Uh, when you talk about <laughs> it, he, he, had, he had a big match to promote that was coming up like the following <laughs> week. <laughs> Can't have been for the title anymore. Jeff Hardy, new NXT champion. That's just how it works, right? <laughs> what a waste. Oh, my God. And then he got rebranded as the gimp. Like, that's got to be genuinely one of the worst NXT call-ups of all time. All like, time. To, for a guy that was so protected in NXT to be, like, the dominant force and he was beating guys left, right, and center, you know, he retained in a fatal five-way against the other, like, big top stars in NXT. And then... Loses in a roll-up to nothing against Jeff Hardy, but to Jeff Hardy, who has not been protected in WWE at all, and at the no. time was like a lower mid-carder. Like, what? What are you thinking, uh, Adam? You do a lot of uh, fantasy booking, so can you picture <laughs> you? the <laughs> picture the booking meeting where this conversation happened and the rationale like if uh, pretend that i'm conrad thompson and this is something to wrestle and i and you're bruce pritchard and i'm saying like bruce who booked this defend this now what what would bruce pritchard say the defense behind it and i think it's actually been talked about is that it's not it wasn't designed to get carrying crossover this whole thing it was designed to get scarlet over because uh, he was going to go on a losing streak until scarlet joined him and then he was going to go on a winning streak it's about it was designed as a kind of way of putting the two of them and making them a kind of demonic power couple but also kind of really kind of pushing her because obviously she like she takes all of vince's boxes not anymore obviously she's released but like it, it's so ass backwards though because like you don't have the goodwill to uh book like that with the fans you don't have you haven't booked consistently enough so the fans will one of Pete's favorite phrases, let it play out. It, there's, it's not, there's not an obvious story. It's just, it fits way too much in with how you've screwed up the rest of your NXT call-ups to be just like, oh yeah, this is par for the course. What a depressing, bleak time. And then you just turn off carrying cross. You stop caring about him because WWE have not built up your investment to actually let this story play out, which could have been an interesting story if this had never happened before. If he lost as NXT champion and it was the first time, literally this has happened exactly before. Charlotte appeared on Raw before like one of the very first takeovers, hyping her huge match with Sasha Banks and lost to Natalia in three minutes. Oh, like, yeah, they've that match they've literally also, done this that before. Match was, that match was put on Raw as well to promote the takeover match as yep. well. 
She wore the belt to the ring. Yep. Yep. Good job, this, guys. This company, yeah. And this, and Adam, like the problem is that the, the 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 logic falls apart is because a he won the following week and b Scarlett was with him in NXT. Like so, I know. <laughs> it, doesn't, I know. it doesn't add up. <laughs> Like as a, as a crazy little counter argument, why don't you just have Scarlett be with him on his debut and just cut out the first bit where he loses, and he just goes on a winning streak oh, with Pete. Scarlett Pete, from that's the get go? That's too complicated, Pete. <laughs> I can't follow that story, Pete. Um, sp- speaking of uh, storylines that a lot of people didn't really like, in at number nine, eleven points across five nominations, Alexa Bliss versus Eva Marie from SummerSlam 2021. Again, I would probably wager a lot of people forgot this happens. Pete? Weren't some people like really excited for this match? Or some people were at least thinking like something was going to happen in it, and it just turned out to nope. just be like no, Pete. A, a match. No. Oh, no. I think for, for me, I was curious as to what they were, what wacky thing they were going to do because yeah. they've done and so then they much didn't, with right? Alexa. They've done so much with Alexa Bliss in the pandemic era, where they were able to do camera trickery and stuff. Like she literally teleported into different costumes and and things like that, which they they were able to do. You know, the the lighting rig nearly falling onto. Right? Yeah, exactly. Throwing fire out of her hand, she literally threw her a hadouken like in a match. And it, then they got back in front of fans. Do you remember Randy Orton's they... stupid mask that he had to wear when he got burned? <laughs> big with his big <laughs> nose his in big it. Red nose. <laughs> Not his like little Tempest. Rudolph. You know, a Tempest like his little pink mask. <laughs> the Tempest has. Get him. Get Tempest. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to say it because you know LIW and stuff, but also yeah. He's not yeah, safe on any him. podcast stream. Get his ass. <laughs> And so I thought, okay, when they're in front of, when they're back in front of fans, they won't be able to do any of this stuff. And then lo and behold, in a match this year with Do Drop, this happens. <laughs> the, the doll winked at her, and we all saw it, and you heard a crowd react to it. So then uh, we were like, well, what are they going to do at SummerSlam then? And as it turned out, nothing was the answer. Alexa Bliss uh, just won. Amazing. It's ah. <laughs> uh... Yeah, like you're right. It's the it's, it's the anti crap. It's the stuff you you come expecting at least something to talk about, and there's nothing to talk about. Is yeah, is yeah. that worse than her possessing Nia Jax to slap Reginald? Probably is right because it's SummerSlam. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Like I think I think there were some people that did like it because this was you know Alexa Bliss was a more vicious side of the character, and people were like, oh, maybe that's what they'll do with the Bliss character instead. And what it turns out was, no, she'll just take some time off TV, and we haven't seen her since. So, oh, she did challenge for the belt like one week, and then just disappeared. Yeah, it was it was it was Charlotte. Charlotte ripped up the the doll, and then she left. That's it. Yeah. Yes, it was a pay per view, yeah. wasn't it? Mm. They had a match. Yeah. Wasn't it Extreme Rules? Was it the happened. one after? I think it was extreme no, rules. It was extreme rules. Yeah, it was while I was off. Yeah, yeah you're right. I yeah. totally forgot about that. Well, yeah. number eight, 13 points with less nominations than Alexa Bliss versus Eve Marie. Only four nominations for this, but 13 points. AEW Revolution 2021, Kenny Omega versus John Moxley, barbed wire exploding death match. Deserved. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Like, I. Ollie and I thought when we discussed this that this might make it onto the list, but I, I thought, and I'm, the argument I made was the finish is t- the t- a bad finish. I mean, it's an, 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 I'm not going to say bad, unfortunate finish because the explosions didn't go off and it looked so rubbish. It looked so like rinky dink and cheap. And it was like, 
you know, you see exploding barbed wire death matches and you go in with a certain expectation. And what this was, was a couple of sparklers and it looked so bad. And I felt so awful for Eddie Kingston and John Moxley having to yep. sell all of this and Excalibur trying to sell it on commentary as well. And I could feel like, you know, the crowd booed it and everything like that. But like the match itself was really good. I really liked the match itself. And I liked the con- it just doesn't and matter, I like the though. conclusion of it, but that, yeah, the the visual there, it, it's Adam, I mean, such you, a shame. Yeah, yeah, it is such a shame, isn't it? But like maybe the, you're because of that visual, you're right. Like this did hurt the company, like, as Pete said, because just a couple of weeks later was blood and guts that also had a bad visual ending. Uh, but yeah, like it, you, you didn't think it would make it onto the list, but it did make it into the top ten. It deserved. Um, it made AEW seem like a joke, which is like, and, and, and no matter how good the rest of the match is. That's that is the thing that matters. It made AEW seem really low rent. Like it's the it's the it's the worst thing I think that's happened to AEW outside of the Matt Hardy incident. I think mm-hmm. just because yeah. that it, it's it's the one time where it's just like oh man, it it's that kind of stuff that makes you not want to tune in for the next one. And no matter how good the rest of the match is, it, it wasn't to be honest, it wasn't my kind of match anyway. Uh, I, I I think the gimmick little little, little explodies uh, on the barbed wire was a little a little silly um but yeah it doesn't matter how, how good the rest of the match is like it really hurt AEW, and a shame and uh, like not the assigning blame or anything like that it's just yeah it's it was one of the worst matches of the year i think it's a testament to aew and its fan base and also i think and, you know to put him over the booking power of tony khan and the promoting power that he's got the, the next pay-per-view wasn't a dud and mm. actually, the next pay-per-view did just as good numbers, even better numbers, in fact. And then all out, obviously, the even better numbers after that. But this really could have been bad for them, Pete. Yeah, it could have been terrible. And also, I just want to just take everything aside and, and like, the goodwill that the fans have with AEW and stuff and, like, you know, how unfortunate it was for Kingston and Moxley and, like, you know, the commentary trying to sell it and all that stuff and assigning the blame because, you know, it was a third-party company that was doing all the explosive and they didn't do it right. So just take all that aside for a second. It was objectively hilarious to watch King Moxley <laughs> try and sell that. I could, n- could not stop laughing when I first watched it. It is objectively so funny. The commentary but, as well, just like oh my, oh my god, oh yeah, oh oh oh, oh my god, oh, oh my god. Genuinely, you tr- like hearing their thought process of being like, right, that's bad. Do we Uh-oh. bury it or? do we stick with kayfabe and just watching them try to navigate that tightrope is just oh it makes you want to eat your entire fist i know right like there are i I can't watch it back like i really struggle to watch it back because i I can feel like i just want to crawl inside myself and be like everything (laughs) about this and actually i would say this that finish i think is worse than anything that wwe has had all year long disagree Uh, extreme rules the extreme rules no and the reason why i would say that this the one okay what i mean by that as well is like like in terms of how it made me feel because like that the the finish to extreme rules was just like well that's very silly like that was just but like it's also it's i fully expect that from wwe i suppose in a way maybe i don't know if you're institutionalized (laughs) you're you're (laughs) apologizing for wwe because you've just come to expect it they did that finish on purpose that's the difference that's the thing that's okay, thing, yeah, that's yeah. fair. I think that's fair. Um, well, speaking of things not going to plan, in at number seven, with 20 points across seven nominations from WWE Raw, someone starts a shooting Charlotte Flair versus Nia Jax. Mm. 
was yeah. it was it a shoot was it a work it weren't very good pete i watched this recently again oh it's not good is it because they're just yeah. wrestling and then they just stop wrestling like she's just pushing her against the ropes and then she just like hits her a bit and then Nia's like what are you doing and then charlotte's like yeah let me run off the ropes and then i'll get on it and then she tries to jump on her because she expects Nia to give her a samoan drop and then Nia's like nah it's oh it's so awkward like they just it just saps all and the whole crowd were just like what's everyone doing here this is so confusing they just stopped wrestling I, I, it's not a wrestling match anymore. It's a bad match because it's not wrestling anymore. Yeah, this was a moment where it was like, if it was a shoot, it's a bad shoot. If it's a work, it's a worse work. Like, because like, it, it, no outcome of this looked looked good, Adam. No, and also like, I, you you there's a comedy factor slightly to it, but uncoordinated wrestling is really dangerous. So I just like I I have like kind of no sense of humor when it comes to kind of like stuff like like this happening like if you can't like just call an audible and finish the match if you if you yeah. if you like if you're having a a brain fart for some reason and just like all of your wrestling leaves you in that moment call an audible and end the match do not try and jump on each other and like like no like un uncooperate with the moves because that's how someone gets dropped on their neck and yeah no bleh, gross horrible Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Rockwell up next on our list. You mentioned it earlier at number six, 21 points across seven nominations, including two top level nominations. I think we could argue similar to Moxley Omega, Roman Reigns versus Finn Balor. Uh, Pete, I think you've actually made this point quite a lot, actually, is that it was a pretty good match, actually, a really good match. But that finish really soured people on it. Oh, it made absolutely... It, it was a complete joke. It was because it not only ruined the demon, who had been, you know, super duper protected, or amazing Finn Balor, whatever. It's the fact that there was no follow-up. And, you know, for all the people that say, you know, oh, let it play out, this might be a new thing for Roman. And I thought it was going to be something about, even if Roman just included that to be like, you know, as I'm the head of the Samoan dynasty, the people who've passed in the Samoan dynasty are looking down and they, they must have given me some luck or something. That is at least referencing it to some degree. It's a stupid finish in and of itself. But if you at least reference it, continue it in a character, then that's mildly better. But they just didn't talk about it. The episode of SmackDown afterwards... Pat McAfee said, well, must have been the gods above, on commentary. And that's it. That's the only reference they made to it. This made everyone look terrible. What a waste of time. Yeah, it was real bad. Um, there's, there's actually, and I, I text Pete about this on the uh, after I watched it the day after, this made my kid cry. My kid, I, I watched this pay-per-view, like the morning, like, you know, a couple of days later, with the kid, I took her downstairs, and we, she was silent throughout the whole thing we were just cooing she was asleep for some of it she was awake and i was just all cooing at her the finish happened as soon as that red light came on she started crying and i said and i texted and i was like that finish made my kid cry <laughs> <laughs> she made my kid cry <laughs> making kids cry brah um <laughs> wwe success wwe successfully managed to kill their two undertaker replacements in the same year it's amazing yeah. how they've done it they're two yeah, big right. supernatural boss characters. They they destroyed them both in the same year. Oof, that is Good job, going. everyone. Uh, at number five, 24 points across 10 nominations. I was stunned to see that this was only 15 minutes long because I'm pretty sure it's still going now. Tag Team Turmoil from <laughs> WrestleMania 37. Freaking Nora. Can't believe we're talking about it. It's so, so uneventful. So boring. So nothing. But it was on WrestleMania. The first, it was the second match back in front of fans or something crazy. I'm just saying oh, it was, yeah, night God. one. I couldn't remember what night this was on. Night one. Mm, so night it one. was Lana and Naomi. Uh, Billy Kay and Carmella. Remember Billy Kay and Carmella were a tag team? Oh, Dana gosh. Brooke and Mandy Rose, the Riot Squad, and Natty and Tamina. None of those teams are together at this point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Half the God. people involved are gone. It was. Oh, and I, I went to Wikipedia because I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure this went sort of like 35 minutes, fit 14 minutes and 15 seconds, and it felt like a lifetime. Uh, Adam, you thought it was nothing. Uh, anything else you'd want to add on it? So genuinely, uh, no spoilers, but this features on my 10 worst pay-per-view matches of the year list. And I was, I, you know, I wrote in the script, it's like, I cannot believe they booked half an hour for this match. That's insane on WrestleMania night one. And I was like, oh, well, I better do my due diligence and go and check it. Like you say, it was like, 14 minutes? Are you <laughs> kidding me? <laughs> that can't be right. Someone's yeah. hacked Wikipedia again. It, I can't believe how, like, with fans back, fans and they're like I, I mean don't get me wrong i don't think the fans necessarily kind of like died because they were more involved in the ironic tamina thing 
but like how do you well, no, adam according to the comments it's not ironic no everyone not ironic at all yeah everyone loves to me now absolutely uh i, I just he is now <laughs> how could you put that in front of your first fans back <laughs> here yeah. you go this was worth waiting for pete, pete mandy rose fell over <laughs> she did. She fell over on the ramp. Oh, I don't put even... the NXT Women's Championship on her. <laughs> <laughs> Punishment. I just what? That's, what? That's all I have to say about this match. Like yeah. it just kept going and going and go, and yeah, it was still fourteen minutes somehow. I don't. I, I, that can't be right. I don't think that's right. Well, at number four, <laughs> this certainly didn't go 14 minutes. And I think I disagree with... Okay, I'm curious to see what the reaction to this one is. 31 points, 11 nominations. Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair from SummerSlam 2021. Ooh. Right? I get because... it. I get it. I get it. Yeah, I know. At the time, we were there. We all watched this live together. And our reaction to it was... That's bad. Like, that was really bad. That really hurt Bianca Belair. It didn't make Becky look good either. Like, in a way, because it felt like she was taking away something that people were really invested in. But as we now know, it was for the start of this heel gimmick character that I think some people like, and I think a lot of people don't. But do do you think that has justified this squash match? Because it was a squash match, and it made Bianca Belair look so dumb. Andy, I think, said, was like, I think he just said, well, that was stupid. That was his instant reaction to this. Uh, Pete, what do you make of it as a match, but what do you also make of it on this list? At number four, no less. I I don't think it should be as high as it is, but I understand people's frustration about it. Um, I think that it's it, having her beat Bianca at SummerSlam is a good start to this heel character. I think it's the way she won that people have an issue with because it was they were having a match and then she punched her and she hit a move and she won. She didn't really cheat. She just won in a few seconds. It just made Bianca look terrible. And for all the goodwill that WWE had surrounding Bianca because she had a really good year winning the Rumble and then main event WrestleMania against Sasha Banks, she felt like a new star that's not one of the four horsewomen. That's amazing. And then you get to SummerSlam. If Becky had cheated to win... I think that changes the story completely. It's the fact that it was just, Becky's just better than her. Just beat her in a few seconds. Bianca's rubbish, isn't she? That's why I think it's got people so frustrated, which I can understand. Adam, what do you reckon? Pete, I think you've absolutely nailed that, pal. Because, uh, but also, Luke, what you said at the beginning really resonated. It it made Becky look bad. It didn't make Becky look heel. It was a poorly told story. Um, It was... It, like yeah, I, I completely agree, Pete. If they if they'd wrestled for like ten minutes, ref goes down, Becky goes to grab a chair and just wait, does the Steve Austin, you know, just wails on her, wails on her, wails on her, and then pins her and then smirks. You know, just sign. You know, don't have to dumb it down, but like signpost what you're doing because we had no idea what they were doing. What we thought they were doing was Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania nine. Yes. But, oh, that's that's what we thought they were doing. Just come back. Oh, you love me, therefore you don't care about Bianca anymore. Therefore, I win quickly. Let's get on with the celebration. And that felt yeah. horrible, so sour, genuinely, almost ruined SummerSlam. Like people, it's it's all people wanted to talk about. 
I remember listening to Stephen Larson's review of it the next day, and they were talking about like the only way this makes sense is if you're turning Becky heel. And I remember I was in the shower listening to it, and I was like, "Well, they'll never do that. Like, you wouldn't just turn, <laughs> like, you wouldn't bring Becky Lynch back and turn her heel. That would be madness. She's so beloved." And and I think that's because they did a very poor job of telegraphing this. It's frustrating mm. now as well because her gimmick is now she always wins with that roll up and holding onto the ropes. You could have started that here and then really played that up across the next series of matches that she has. Because like they really are building up to that spot where someone eventually does kick out of that move and that's when she loses. But yeah, I agree. I think this was just a, a poorly told story. Speaking of which, at number three, 41 points, 16 nominations, including one top-level nomination from Fastlane 2021, Alexa Bliss versus Randy Orton. They did intergender <laughs> wrestling this year. Pissed off Randy's wife, this did. I was going to say, the, the sexy pin. That's all I remember from this match, is the lightning rig falling down and the sexy pin. Yep. And, yep. and Crispy yep. Fiend. Crispy Fiend. Uh, oh yeah! Oh Crispy yeah! Fiend came back. This is where Crispy Fiend debuted. Bendis Crispy Fiend. Bendis uh, <laughs> Crispy Fiend. That's it. And then at WrestleMania, everyone was like, "Oh, it's going to be like the burnt fiend is going to be wrestling, but now it's going to be different." And then on his entries, went ah, normal fiend again. And everyone went, "Oh, yeah, just all right." <laughs> magic back to regular fiend. All right. And then <laughs> lost. Yeah, probably because it was impossible to wrestle in that suit. Yeah. Right. Well, let's let's talk about this match. Yeah. It was it was a stunt show is what it was because it was Randy Orton walking around the ring and then you know the lightning rig falling down there was some Hadoukens and this that and the other then Crispy Fiend shows up and Alexa Bliss pins him sexily. Um, Adam, a Adam, what 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 do you make of it? I mean, <laughs> unlike the Fiend, it wasn't well done. Uh, I <laughs> think it was, but I I'm surprised. This is the one that surprises me. I like I think it's fine. Like, I don't get me wrong. Like, I don't think it's particularly good, but I'm very surprised. This is the third worst match of the year. Like, it was just a little mini movie. It lasted five minutes. Like, we that yeah. bored. He chased around the ring. Stuff happened. Spooky shit. And then they appeared the fiend. That's uh, half an hour where I swore there, Luke. Sorry Thank about you, that. You're welcome. Cheers, Sorry. Uh, but yeah, like, I, I'm surprised. Like, I thought it was, like, funny, a little bit memorable um a bit corny and a bit crap but nothing to nowhere near as bad as other things i wonder if a lot of the nominations that came in from this just came off the back that people really didn't like the alexa bliss character this year and i think that uh, and I, I talked about this a lot on the raw podcast i think that a lot of that negativity towards the alexa bliss character at the end of 2020 and into 2021 was because it felt like it felt like wwe giving big show the yes chance it's like we are we love this guy and WWE and like oh you don't actually like that guy you just like the thing that he does and that's what it feels like you don't really like the fiend you just like the thing that he does so we'll just give it to a different character over here and you'll just like this new character instead you big idiots and I think that a lot and I wonder if that really did affect the uh, the nominations because I kind of agree with you Adam like I yet yeah, for me not good and probably one of the worst matches this year but not the third worst match this year I I would certainly say what about you Pete. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm in agreement with you guys. I don't think it was that bad. Like, it wasn't good at all. But if there is one positive we can take out of it, it's that this whole feud made Randy so upset with all that stuff we got RK Bro. So, you know, that's a positive that he was like, yeah. I don't want to do this other stuff. Can I just tag with Riddle for a bit? So, you know, swings and roundabouts, I guess. Swings and roundabouts. So, I've been going through the point scores 
Um, you'll have noticed there that Alexa Bliss versus Randy Orton got 41 points. In second place, with 103 points. So oh, <laughs> hang on. Can we can we guess? Pete, what do you think it is? Do you think it's zombies or Wyatt Orton? Wait, does that mean that Blood and Guts isn't on it? I guess. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I don't think anyone remembers Blood and Guts. Honestly, no, no one nominated it at all. It didn't That's get crazy. a single nomination. It was, how when you how mentioned negatively it, it was received. I know. When you mentioned it, I was like, oh, yeah. I'm surprised like it didn't even get like a one-pointer, but not a single nomination for it. Super Click, in, uh, Super Click versus Jurassic Express and Christian Cage was a one-pointer. What? Guts, I know, right? But Blood and Guts wasn't crazy um i think it i think this is why it it might it might it might not necessarily be i think it might be zombies because why orton i think will be fueled by the fact that bray's gone and i think that will be the rage vote to put it to number one i i I think zombies is here that's his last match wasn't it yeah, it, it is. Yeah, this is it before he was released. This, this That's... Is it. Yeah, <laughs> you, you think you think right. Wyatt Orton? I think zombies put us out of our misery. So, with 103 points, 28 nominations, six top level nominations from WrestleMania 37, it's Randy Orton versus the Fiends. Wow, I know, people hate zombies me, that much. I mean, I do, but the, like, geez, one of those top one of those top level nominations was mine. I thought this mm. was easily the worst thing that WWE has done all year long because that storyline with The Fiend was The Fiend lost, The Fiend lost again, The Fiend got burned, Alexa Bliss beat Randy Orton, then The Fiend lost again, and that was it. This story was dreadfully terribly told. It was the dirt worst on TV every single week, and it went on for months. This feud started in like November, and it finished in March or April, or whenever it was, and Fiend was gone for 80% of it. It was really, really awful. I hated every single segment that they did, and I thought this match was not even just a bad finish, because the finish was awful. That jack-in-the-box thing with Alexa Bliss and the the ooze coming down her face and whatnot. Randy Orton winning. It was a boring match as well. A really bad match. I For me, this this was my worst match of the year. Pete, what about you? Yeah, I couldn't believe that this is the opening of night two of WrestleMania 37. Because after night one, I feel like there was a lot of like, oh, this is going to be a really good show. You know, we had the the great Bianca Sasha stuff. We had Cesaro Rollins on night one. We had the Bobby Lashley Drew McIntyre opener, which was actually pretty good. Despite, you know, Bobby winning and stuff. AJ and Omos had a pretty fun thing in the middle of like, at Bad Bunny on night one. It was like at the end of night one, it was like, oh, wow, this is going to be a pretty good rest minute. And then they open with this, like a distraction finish, one, to have the Orton win, two, to have weird goo alexa on top of a jack a jack in the box three that went five minutes yeah five minutes what what that's the culmination of the feud it was a third of the length of tag team turmoil Oh, you really know how to slide the knife between the ribs, don't you, Luke? Good God. A- Adam, Adam, you thought this was going to be number one. Why Why did you think it was going to be number one? So this was uh, this was my number two as well, just because uh, there's something about zombies. I, I get it, but I really thought this would infuriate people more. I think I think it's it's not even the match. The match is bad. Like, I, I actually quite like the Jack in the Box stuff, like when he jumped off the Jack in the Box. I'm like, oh, okay, fine. 
sure why not that's that's a bit of weird prop comedy and I, like i didn't expect them to do fire fly firefly funhouse again i didn't expect it although with randy orton there's generally few people who would fit the firefly funhouse more who's got that much history and that much kind of lore behind him in the wwe i didn't expect them to do it but no 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 one expected this goodness me i thought i thought it would go short I, 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 you know, the five minute thing doesn't bother me because I thought the fiend would show up and just eat Randy's soul. Um, but the, no one, no one saw this coming. And I just remember it just like sucked all the air out of the stream on first as well. Way yeah. to set yourself up with your fans. Like, how do you not? I, it, it, it's that disconnect. It's not necessarily disrespect for the fans, it's the sheer not understanding how this is going to affect your show your fans your sense of occasion your people backstage who you know put their heart and soul into some of these ideas and creativity like it it's that complete obliviousness that genuinely makes it hard to justify watching it like how how can yeah. you pour time and money into a company that is so oblivious to your preferences and wants and the, its own employees how how do you yeah maybe this should have been number one it really maybe for, should have for my money i think it should have been but i think as everyone could probably work out at number one 123 points 28 nominations bearing in mind the 35 people submitted 28 nominations 19 top level nominations damien priest versus the miz wrestlemania backlash the zombie lumberjack match. Zombies uh, are real. And they were in WWE. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that cheered me up, Luke. Thank you. I was getting all cross. You're, you're, you're welcome, Adam. Pete, Pete, zombies are real. And they were lumberjacks in this match. Did you watch w the film w afterwards? They killed, no. the, they killed the Miz. The Miz died. <laughs> WWE's <sighs> brand integration is so flawless. Like every time <laughs> they knock it out the park. It's triple Tower Pizza Hut. Hell yeah. I was genuinely about oh. to say, how was that battle royal not on this list? It was such oh, a nothing did, battle royal from Survivor Series. People did vote for it. People did Good vote for God. it. Where did it get to? Um, it's in, it's in my top 10. Talking, I'll work it out. I'll yeah. work it out. I put it in mine because, oh boy. I Terrible WWE's man. corporate brand zany antics. I have zero time for zero time Royal. for it. That was the rock thing. The rock battle Royal got three points to across two oh. nominations. Good God. Robbed. Robbed. Terrible. Robbed. Anyway, uh, Adam, sorry. Yeah. Pete, you, you go. Yeah. Zombies. <laughs> what is it doing? It's a wrestling Actual match. Zombies. What are you doing? Why are you here? Why are you eating? Why are you standing on the outside? Like normal lumberjacks. You're zombies. What you doing? <laughs> They've got to obey the rules, Pete. <laughs> uh, doing? Uh, Stupid. Adam, you, you've actually, like, you know, co-run a wrestling promotion. Uh, <laughs> would you have zombies as... Uh, did you ever have zombies as well, No, we, we had musical chairs, though. I didn't hey, book it. I didn't book it. We had musical, that musical chairs. chairs. That musical chair segment on Raw is one of the best things to ever happen on Monday Night Raw, and I stand by that. <laughs> Oh man, like I would pay so much money to watch, I don't know, Pat or no, to watch Bruce Pritchard 
pull punishment Martinez aside and like, <laughs> right, let me just lay it out for you. <laughs> Have you heard of Netflix? Because they're doing this movie. <laughs> And is the movie good? No, it isn't. Don't worry about that, though. Not, not um, really. It's a terrible movie. Genuinely, I'm more I'm more annoyed about how bad the movie is than I am about this because I've it's purged through my system now. That's the thing. It's just it's I'm at one with the fact that WWE. You know, they did an egg at Survivor Series. You know, <laughs> you know, you know. The I, I rewatched um, Survivor Series 2000 the other day just because for fun, and like the opening package is like Triple H going, like, "You all bought it. Nothing will ever be the same." Um, you know, like proper moody classical music, like intense. Half of the intro promo package for Survivor Series this year was literally clips from Red Notice, like. <laughs> But as it, Pete said, they're, they're brand integrations. They're flawless, Adam. It's, it's so just like no one, else, no one else does it like them. Quite <laughs> apropos, there is zero humanity left in WWE. It is, it is a shambling, undead, slathering mess yeah. uh, that needs a bullet to the head. <laughs> oh, my God. It was yeah, real, real bad. Um, so let's go quickly run through the worst pay-per-views as well. Same voting system, the same voters as well. Uh, not making it into the top five, AEW Revolution did get eight points across four nominations. Elimination Chamber 2021 got 11 nominations, including one top level. WrestleMania 37 really? actually got... Yeah, Elimination Chamber. WrestleMania 37 had 23 points as well uh, with wow. eight points. Uh, sorry, eight nominations, rather. SummerSlam nearly made it in. 36 points. SummerSlam 15. didn't? SummerSlam wasn't in the wow. top five. Uh, and Crown Jewel didn't make it into the top five either. 39 points, 10 nominations, including four top level, but it didn't make it into the top five. What did make it into the top five, however, was Extreme Rules 2021. 47 points, 19 nominations, two top level nominations. I would wager the most of that is um, the Alexa Bliss stuff with like the tearing up of Lily and that finish. But Adam, you look shocked by that. That's not number one. That's no, not number, number one. one. Like, like I know we rag on WWE a lot, but their pay per views are on average pretty good this year. Like WrestleMania Backlash had the zombies match, but every other match on that card was brilliant. Like that's the thing is like we can we can rag on WWE for its insane choices, but like. This wasn't number uh, maybe Survivor Series, but this wasn't number one or number so, two. That's insane. Extreme Rules had Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch, and it ended in a DQ. That also happened. And uh, Eva Marie versus no, and Charlotte versus Alexa Bliss. Charlotte versus Alexa Bliss. Yeah, there was only yeah. one. There was only one match with different rules on the entire card, and that was <laughs> yes, the main it was event. Regular rules. It was That's regular right. rules. Regular yeah. rules. How is how is this not number one? Uh, well, it. it did. It got less nominations. Eight, or actually, eighteen nominations. Three top level nominations for our number four entry, Helena Cell, twenty twenty one, fifty nine points. I was just thinking about Helena Cell because they did all the Helena Cell matches around the pay per view. What are you yeah, doing? Were like, yeah, there was like a Morons. there was a Helena Cell match on Raw. There was a Helena Cell match on SmackDown, and then there was uh, there was two on on the show. There was Bailey and Bianca Belair and Bobby mm -hmm. Lashley and Drew McIntyre. They were both but yeah, good, like, what I what I would say though, I think a lot of this comes down to again Alexa Bliss, Shayna Baszler, and let's not forget Charlotte Flair beat Rhea Ripley by disqualification when she smacked her head against the announcer. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, That's you're right. The championship. 
<laughs> what a great show. Oh God, oh, you're right. God. <laughs> also, Seth, also Seth Rollins beat Cesaro, which just kind of robbed the entire point of the, their WrestleMania match. But yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah. Um, well, number three, 63 points, 18 nominations, six top level WrestleMania backlash. Uh, I think you know, you know Un- yeah. completely undeserved. Such a good show. It had it had Roman Reigns Cesaro in the main event. Know, it had right? um, uh, Bobby Lashley versus Braun versus Drew McIntyre. One of my matches, yeah, one of my favorite matches, like of the first half of the year. I think I think that is all zombie votes. That is mm-hmm. damn man. Yeah, wow. I think it's unfair as well because actually, you know, the the triple threat between Rhea, Asuka, and Charlotte was dead mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, I uh, yeah. Uh, at number two, 22 nominations, six top-level nominations, 78 points, Fastlane 2021. Um, I can't even now, tell you what happened on that show. I was about to say, I was going to, hopefully, I was hoping you guys would be able to tell me, because I am a Scooby-Doo what happened on that show. Let's look it up. Bank. <clears throat> Fastlane yes. 2021. The okay, Roman so Reigns versus Daniel Bryan? Roman Reigns versus oh, Daniel yeah. Bryan in the main yeah. event. Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. Uh, Edge was a special guest enforcer of that match. Alexa Bliss and Randy Orton. Yeah. <laughs> yes. There you go. Uh, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus in a no holds barred match. Yeah, that was good. That was really good. That was really good. out of each other. That was yeah, good. Seth Rollins and Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, Biggie and Apollo Crews. For they had the Braun, Braun Strowman versus Elias. Elias. Yeah, that yeah. was a bad yeah. match. Nia Jackson, yeah, Shayna Baszler versus Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. Oh, no, that's. That's terrible. It made them both look like chumps. Yeah. 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 It really did. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And That's then the like, part, I, well, we, yeah. Roman versus Brian. Thirty minutes that oh. match went, and it was dead good. And also on the pre-show, Retribution broke up. Oh yeah. Mm. <laughs> you know when they promised Ali that they were going to have a big WrestleMania angle to at least end the, yeah. the group properly, and then and, they did and it on was the working through an pre-show. Injury. And he's he was working through, through an injury. injury. Oh man, poor Ali. What a year. Ali that has man been had. so mistreated. I mentioned this in a news video recently, but his entire WWE career, like coming in and, and pinning WWE champion Daniel Bryan, and then like almost winning money in the bank, but Brock Lesnar did it and like getting injured out of a gauntlet match, and then Kofi Mania like stealing what could have been his spot kind of thing. And then yeah, nearly winning money in the bank and Lesnar stealing it at the last minute, and then retribution. And then, oh my the god, hacker. like what the hacker? Thank you. Yes, oh, the hacker. God, yeah. Thank you. Like so much stuff that's just what are they doing? I feel really bad which, for the guy. Which would mean at number one, 85 points, 24 nominations, eight top level nominations. It's got to be. It was it's Survivor Series 2021. Yeah. All right. Now, I don't think I voted for this because I had so much fun on the <laughs> it's street. Not a good and I show though. Well, that, here's the thing, Pete, is I think my enjoyment of that show and the, the fun that the four of us had, like is mo- some of the mo- most I've laughed all year long. And I think that really has colored my enjoyment of the show. I'm like, I, was, I, had, a, I had a great time watching it. But yeah. yeah, top to bottom, aside from the Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair match, not much going on on the card in terms of like really, really good matches. And also nothing felt like it mattered. It felt so unimportant. And that battle Royal was so Ooh, bad. Awful. 
and uh, and then obviously there was all the golden egg stuff as well adam you and i <laughs> reviewed this show directly afterwards and we just got to talk about how the fact that vince mcmahon is back and he's got a golden egg and we thought it was going to be this month-long storyline and it culminated the following night when all of the stars of raw and smackdown were on the same show which was basically sammy Zayn and tamina i <laughs> know and, and, and natalia sorry and yeah Vinnie mac came back with a golden egg and everyone cheered do you remember that he stepped out that limo and everyone oh. cheered him being like oh great Vinny's here and I five days after the, five days after the releases of course yeah oh man adam uh survivor series worst pay-per-view of the year do you agree two things in the wrestling world made ollie davis cry this year one was the return of cm punk and the second was that egg so um it's it's the most remarkable it's it's remarkable in its unremarkability. Like I, I cannot remember a big four where nothing happened as as hard and as hilariously as this. Um, was it necessarily the worst show? I, I think Extreme Rules is worse uh, as a show, but like I, I get it. Like nothing happened. It was the entire thing was smeared with this gross, cynical corporate um money grabbing vibe and uh, like a week after the releases like mm -hmm. it was the worst like worst possible time to be a wwe fan and they did nothing to write that ship whatsoever yeah not truly just, truly dire not just red notice money pizza hut money was there as well pete it was a brand heavy episode of a, of a pay-per-view it sure was. And the thing is, I think it's like Adam said, there might have been worse shows in the year, but the fact that it was just after releases, so people were already a bit upset at WWE anyway, the fact it's supposed to be one of your big four, and you just done Crown Jewel, and you've not promoted Survivor Series at all, and to have nothing on the show, no stakes, no nothing, like, they didn't even know their stakes, they're like, uh, I mean, brand supremacy, I guess, but then they didn't actually count like what brand won how many matches in the show so that didn't matter either it was just i actually forgot who won was the nothing <laughs> raw i think yeah was it i don't care i think raw i don't know i just guess <laughs> we're putting more thought into it than they have so like yeah. i just this was so boring the whole night but we but had also an egg. egg. But the egg. <laughs> yeah. But the egg. Oh, we, also oh, an egg. Oh, we did. Golden egg. <laughs> hey, baby, I the hear the loser calling. <laughs> <laughs> the rock, your cousin, the golden egg. But you're right to share my golden egg from a ranch. <laughs> I've seen Red Notice now. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Is it? Someone, someone has stolen my golden egg, Adam Pierce. We were looking at the stars of World Smackdown together on the same show so we can find out who stole my golden egg. There was never an egg. He just imagined the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Robo was yeah. there being like, yep, cool egg. Great egg there, <laughs> He just came out of the limousine. Look, look at this egg. It's Cleopatra's. Yeah, great. Please don't fire me, though. Thank well, you. Yeah. Great boss. Yeah, let's, let's forget it was actual Cleopatra's golden egg. Anyway, yeah. and zombies are real. So that's all we got time for on this edition. What a year. <laughs> Oh, the rest of the also, also just very awards. quickly, Sorry, very quickly, yeah. just want to point out that the uh, Nia Jax to Shayna Baszler versus Natty and Tamina uh, tag team women's tag team title match from night two of WrestleMania was five seconds longer than the gauntlet match from the night before. Half an hour of Tamina. <laughs> five minutes of the so, fiend. 
half an hour of Tamina. No wonder people got behind her. <laughs> That's all we've got time for in this edition of the podcast. Thank you all so much for joining us. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Let us know in the comments down below. Uh, thank you so much, Pete and Adam, for joining me on this journey. Yeah, thank you to everyone who nominated. Thank you to everyone who voted. I have been Luke Owen. That has been Chopper Pete Quinnell. That is Adam Blompier. We'll see you in the new year, everyone. Take care. That was wrestling. Jam that jam. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.